Ah, excellent. I have the book. Oh, my God, he's got the book. That's right, the book that will undo all of creation. This everything here, this chair, this couch. I'm going to undo this desk. I'm going to undo the whole damn thing. As soon as I read this name that is in this book, I have, look at it, it's right there. It's spelling itself out, and I now have the name. Oh, my God, he's got the name. That's right, I've got the name. And now I'm going to read said name, and I'm going to undo all of these things. No more chair, no more earth, no more desk. Out of it. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, um... Yeah, uh, you in the back with glasses. Uh, yeah, so once you read this name, this is gonna undo all of creation? Yeah, uh, like literally just take it all apart, like right down, big bang, all the way back, go nothing. Undo, just... undo God's creation. Absolutely, completely, completely gone, uh, nothing left. So you can sit at the side of Satan yeah, and Yeah, me and control... Satan just hanging out, hanging out, doing fun stuff. I mean, uh, I guess God. there won't be a lot to do at that point, because... Th- Wait, didn't... Sir, didn't he make Satan? God created Satan. Oh, God. Uh, oh. Oh, I've wasted my life. Trash! Trash! Good evening, Mr. Matt Awkward. How are we this evening? Hello, Mr. Tristan. I am doing fantastic. That is an excellent thing to hear. You know, on a day like this, I'm in the mood for a Salem witch trial. Yeah. How about we get some warlock? I am I am all down to warlock it up. I love this flippin' movie so much. It is much. great. It is so great. This has been a favorite of mine since it came out. It, I'm just... I, I love it. I love Julian Sands. He's never really gotten another role this beefy, and he really makes the most of this. He's like the perfect actor at the perfect time oh, for yeah. the perfect role. Just oh, so good. And this is and it, it, you just this is one of those boxes from the video store too that always grabs <laughs> yes. me. I always remember seeing this when I was a kid before I ever saw it, being like, "Ooh, what is that guy?" Just like in this white background yeah. with a devil shadow, just looking mischievous. What's what's he up to? What's his deal? <laughs> Can I rent this? It's ready to dark. No. Mm. <laughs> so it was a while before I got to see it, but yeah, I just I always remember that from way back. And yes, it is it is super fun. It is directed by uh, Steve Miner, <laughs> who also did House. Yeah. Uh, and this is just uh, this is another animal like House where it's just uh, wild, yeah. off the rails, inventive, um, lots of special effects, lots of quirky happenings. Ah, uh, great performances! It's fantastic. Yeah, this is this is a movie that knows how to be a B movie. Mm-hmm. It's just you don't stop throwing shit at the screen. It's like that's the that's characters the don't secret. stop throwing shit. And they're throwing shit everywhere. <laughs> they're literally throwing shit too. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, let's get into it. This yeah. movie rules. Um, okay, so you, we were talking just before this because. Uh, you You hinted that you knew something that i didn't (laughs) i know something terrible uh which is something that probably will drag this thing down to a terrible level but whatever so we open on a dude shoving cats into a basket and we later learn that he is going to be burned over a basket of cats also we should state that this part takes place in 1691 yes this is this is ye olde pilgrimy times and uh and so you were asking about whether or not that was a thing. Yes. Did, did Were witches burned over There's, fires of living cats? They made a lot of this shit up just to be creepy and spooky. Yep. Um, but as it turns out, apparently it was 
a thing in the Middle Ages to burn baskets full of cats for entertainment. <laughs> yes. E yikes. Exactly. I'm glad that got canceled. We, as <laughs> as a as a species, humans are not awesome. Just, no. just we are. I'm just gonna put that out there <laughs> that like as a whole, yeah. not really great. But you know, we're kind of cool. We're we're doing. I'm a, just talking about you and me. Oh yeah, we're trying our best. We're not burning baskets of cats no. for fuck's are sake. You guys so. burning baskets of cats out there? If you are, please stop. Yeah, please stop. Um, so anyway, uh, we're in this ye olde town that <laughs> looks like uh, King's Landing or one of those like colonial Williamsburg kind of kind of places. This is in Boston, bro. Sure is. This is two hours down the road. <laughs> yep. This is the second uh, regional flick we've done in a row, if you want to count uh, Paul Bunyan. I absolutely do. Even though And it Minnesota starts with an M just like Maine, so It who definitely cares? took place in Minnesota. <laughs> is it Minnesota that we're fighting with for Paul Bunyan, or is it New Hampshire? Uh, I don't know, but Minnesota's laying claim to it, too. Interesting. I, th- I thought Paul Bunyan was just a regional, just an us thing. I didn't realize there were multiple states mm. claiming him. Yeah, it's there's there's like a... There's a real knockdown drag out over who who owns Paul Bunyan gotcha. as a as a concept. Um but he does not show up in this movie, which is a real shame. I mean, it would be an interesting <laughs> twist. Um uh, we got like but we do have like tons of ducks and pigs running through the streets I like of Boston. The ducks. Uh they're geese. The geese, the yeah. geese of Boston. Uh <clears throat> And uh, you see a bunch of pilgrimy guys walking down the street, and one of them is the guy that yells at Bruce Campbell for not saying the words in Army of Darkness. And uh, you're like, and then this guy shows up in the big fuzzy cloak and whatever, and you're like, oh shit, it's that bounty hunter from Critters. Wait, no, it's not. That's it, Bob Geldof. I'm so excited. <laughs> Bob Geldof is in this movie. Oh God, it's not Bob. Fucking everybody looks like this dude. I thought he was about six different actors before I found out who he was. I did not. Um, that is Richard E. Grant, and he is one of my faves. He's uh, he's a great actor, and he also he is a star of How to Get Ahead in Advertising. Yeah, which is one of the most surreal, bonkers, fun comedies you could ever check. So yeah. if y'all have not seen How to Get Ahead in Advertising, uh, check that now. Absolutely, it's great. True. A boil talks and a boil grows a mustache. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, it's it's all you really need. Um, so the uh, our our little little pilgrim posse walk up the stairs to a <laughs> the peepee the the peepee the pilgrim posse. Uh, they walk up to a prison cell in a tower where Julian Sands is being held captive in thumb and toe cuffs, and it looks. Dreadfully uncomfortable. It looks unbelievably uncomfortable. And he's been in that position for, they say, three, three days. days. And Eesh. I gotta say, why no backup shackles? This is a thing that drives me crazy about this. I mean, it makes it easier for all the other stuff to happen. It didn't seem like he they held... I don't understand how he even got out or what. Well, uh, because they're supposed to be magic. Yeah. Like, I thought. But thumb later, later we find out he can just unscrew them. Yeah. I don't so, think there's anything magic involved those. So then why not real shackles? Why not actually oh, lock him up? Saying. Like yeah. sure, if you want to inconvenience him or you know like in a magic way where it's like iron and t- thumb and toes, sure. Do well, I that. Thought, I thought it was then, a thumb to 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 cease his hands from doing spell shit. Yeah, but was that, was that the goal? Was that why? That's I can, what I that's what I I assume. can only assume that's what it is. Cuz he can he he magics up with his hands later. Right. Yeah. But, like, wouldn't it be better if he was also, like, covered in chains? 
Or wouldn't it be better if they just chopped his freaking hands off? Because they already captured him and they were going to kill him anyway. Like, they, they weren't priming him for release. They were there to see if he wanted to say any last words to, like, better his chances in heaven. So why is he even... Why did they wait three days? Yeah. Maybe maybe the other guy was on vacation or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the cat fire guy was on vacation. <laughs> um, He's the best basket cat stuffer <laughs> in the neighborhood. He's down in Key West right now. We <laughs> can't do this without him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get him to confess, and he's like, totally badass, so he's not going to say nothing. Um, and so the uh, the guy, Redfern, the, this guy, our main character, our giant Highlander-looking dude, um, he's some sort of bounty hunter. We're never really given much... Like, I mean, he's got a... He has a personal vendetta against this particular witch, yeah. we find out later, but... He's Does the, he hunt witches for a living? He's a good living? guy with the whip. Yeah. The only thing that can stop a bad guy with spells <laughs> is a good guy with a whip. That's like a, a that's, famous expression, I that's think. That's so true. Yeah. Um, salt whip. Salt. Just to give you the salt lick. That's a special move. I feel like they really underused salt in this movie. Was, yeah. It was. I feel like the two moments of salt in this movie were not enough for me to establish anything. Also, if all he needed to do was salt that whip, maybe put some water in a Tupperware container soak it. and soak it overnight. <laughs> I like using my mouth. I like to chew on it. <laughs> Fucking stupid hillbillies from the 1600s. Um, oh, God. Okay, so the warlock is all locked up. Redfern's taunting him, and he's like, you know, if Satan was gonna save you, he probably would have done it by now. It's just like tough guy small talk. Yeah, and then the the warlock's like, perhaps he'll save us both. Foreshadowing! Uh, this makes Redfern mad, and he knees the warlock in the face, and he, like, <laughs> flips over in his chains. It, it's shocking that those that the thumbs didn't pull out of those cuffs. Yeah. Like... They screwed in tight? I mean... How hard would it be to pull your damn thumb off? Yeah. Like, prob- at that point, if there's... Screwed- or magic your thumb off. I don't know what his magic is. <laughs> I don't know what any of the rules are. And so after he gets knocked down, he just, like, gets left in there. Yeah. And then the magic starts happening. Yes. Like, does he cast a spell himself? No, or does Satan, Satan does it. Satan does it. Yeah, it's it's Zarel or whoever that the demon was that he... Is I... Oh, yeah. I forgot his name. It's not Zazel. Zamiel. Zamiel. Yeah. I think. Sure. Sounds close enough. <laughs> Something that sounds like some sort of TV chef. But why does Zamiel tornado him, what, 300 years in the future? Okay, so here's the answer to this question. Okay. Um, Because what we find out later, like this is the absolute last thing that happens, mm-hmm. is that they have just moved... They've just dug up the the coffins in that cemetery, so all of the Zemiel other is able to predict this shit. Yes, so he basically <laughs> found a point in time when every single piece of the Grand Grimoire had left consecrated ground. Okay, and so this was the moment. Like they had transported the bench to some place that wasn't. Oh my, wow, 
<laughs> motorcycle season. Yeah, it is. They transported the bench to, to the barn. They transported mm-hmm. the other thing to somebody's house. An antique dealer bought it, and he put it in his house. And they moved, the, the cemetery got moved. Oh. And as soon as that coffin got moved off consecrated ground, he was like, all right, got to get my witch up there. He's going to take care of this stuff for me. Oh, that's actually really neat. Where are my witches at? I didn't, I didn't put that together. Yeah, so I thought that was super clever. That is clever. So guess but, who's not clever? This guy. But <laughs> but that was the thing was that why didn't they say that? Why didn't they make a big deal of it? Because it was like it was if a. If cool I was a idea. screenwriter, I would have made a big deal. I would have look at this cool fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty cool, and it's like it would have been better if he kind of pointed it out. Yeah, but whatever. Um, but again, this movie is pretty goddamn flawless as far as I'm concerned, except for one hilarious flying scene. This movie is flawless. <laughs> Oh my god! Are just about the cop. Just thinking about the flying scene makes me laugh. Oh, okay, maybe maybe two. <laughs> that one was funny too, but I love it. It was okay. That one was okay. It was the one on the farm where he's just like he looks like a cutout cell and he's just kind of flapping around. <laughs> oh, he looks bad. I got stuck by something. I'm going to fall to earth very slowly now. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how any of that works. Now, um, I'm not a magic man. Okay, so. So we have the the big storm comes, it takes him away. <laughs> cartoon tornado. Cartoon tornado, and you know Redfern runs at it, and he gets sucked into. And then we have an opening that is very Terminatory. It's like an incredibly Terminator looking mm-hmm. opening. Uh, well, it seems like Daniel might be a bonehead then, man, because like he should have waited till, uh, you know, Whip Boy got way further out of range. You'd like, think so, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I I definitely now he had like no opposition to. And stop. he was he was leaving. He was leaving. Like, dude, it's just wait five minutes. Somebody's yeah. down the street. Yeah, yeah. He had to be. He had to literally make him see the sigil disappear off the door. Mm-hmm. What a yeah. ding dong. <laughs> um, but then, so this movie is basically reverse Terminator, right? Oh, coming from the past to the yeah. future. Yeah. Past the future to change. Very, very terminatory. To repair events that happened in the past, I guess, or something like that. Either way, um, but this movie apparently was compared to Terminator a lot when it came out, which I think is weird. I think only this scene to me. Yeah. This scene is, is definitely yeah. like an homage to Terminator, like the the alleyway and the clock and all that stuff. It it's looks. So, it's so weird too that like um, so the hunter is kind of just trying to stop him for the good of future peoples that he doesn't even know because like he's yes. he, he's gonna undo creation 300 years after his dudes already died so it's like he doesn't have any like personal stake like you're gonna undo my family and everything like he's just damn that's just noble he's he's it. just very noble but also it's not really very noble because he killed his wife and so it's a revenger and he's mostly revenging it's okay aside from the fact that he's very clearly a like a super pious religious type He's also, like, pissed at this guy and kind of wants, like, if he wants to undo creation, he's going to stop it. If he wanted to redo creation, he'd stop it. You know, whatever whatever he's into, this guy's against. Gotcha. I think is kind of where he's at. Sure. <laughs> um, so now we cut to a very, very skinny woman named Cassandra who... With a K. With Cassandra with a K who looks very much like she's cosplaying Melanie Griffith in Cherry 2000. Yeah. Like crazy amounts like yep. that is not a look that anyone has except for like grace jones for a hot minute had that look and that girl in cherry 2000 and that girl in cherry 2000 <laughs> um so it was a fun movie <laughs> it was a fun movie 
Uh, okay, so, and she and her her roommate are woken up by a warlock being thrown through their living room window. Whoopsie, always a problem this time oh, of year. Exactly. <laughs> they find an unconscious Julian Sands on their living room floor, and they can't call the cops because the wind has blown the phone lines down. Well, they make a big uh, stink about uh, electrical disturbances due to their time traveling, I, I, I assumed. Yes. Like, we saw a radio turn on that was unplugged, and a traffic light change when yep. it shouldn't have... And uh, a bunch of things like that. And then, boop, up, oh, warlock through the window. Warlock through the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we uh, we get a real, like, sense of lots of antiques around the house. They kind of go out of their way to explain that he's, like, an antique collector. Don't put the guy on the couch. The right. couch is 100 the years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So then, my hundred-year-old sofa bed. <laughs> later, when he comes back for the pieces, yeah, I'm, I guess it makes sense that he had to go away first because he had to get eyeballs to find it. But it's still weird that it's like, oh, Satan dropped me right here because pieces there that he leaves and then comes back. It's like, God damn it! You know, Satan put you there for a reason, buddy. Stop looking a gift, whatever, in the mouth. Anyway, um. So he gets to spend the night there. They they put him in um yeah. they put him in Cherry's room because everything is plastic in there apparently. Um and uh in the morning, uh she wakes him up and this is where he finds out that he's 300 years into the future. And she goes off to work at her waitress job. Oh, oh, but first she she does her daily injection of oh yeah of insulin because she's a diabetic, which is the biggest plot point in the whole movie. It's like the ending of the movie hinges on this whole concept. Anyway, go on. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, she goes off to work at her. Uh, she works at a diner, and we get this great uh, <laughs> awkward breakfast scene with the uh, the roommate and warlock there. Yes, and warlock is a transfixed with the roommate's um well the homeowner actually i didn't understand what this was about what the ring he just wanted it he wanted that ring that was it he, he was liked, just like i want you it you saw his other hand it was okay. decked out with he had nothing on this one to match this one. Oh, okay i you just I, don't understand style <laughs> no 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 i thought it was some sort of magic thing where it was like oh you have a scorpion dude <laughs> sure okay <laughs> I don't own a scorpion ring, but, but if I did, I would assume it was magical. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. This, so, so yeah. Warlocky really wants that scorpion <laughs> ring, and we just get this like very painful, awkward dialogue because the, the guy is very friendly, and uh, Warlock's just not saying a damn word. <laughs> yep. like, oh, I see. You're admiring my ring. I'd let you try it on, but see, I broke this finger and I can't pull it off. Would you like some extras? I made lots of eggs. Do, 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 do. And then Warlock just cuts up and cuts his damn finger off to get the ring. Yeah. It's And then a very awkward kill. Um, He just starts kissing him. Yes. But he's not actually kissing him. He totally bites his tongue off and spits it into the frying pan. Which is just for one of those 90s smash cuts that I adore. And my first screenplay was like riddled with. <laughs> the first thing I ever wrote was like all these things. It was like oh. somebody like eats a chicken wing and then, oh no, it's somebody putting a knife through their head and it looks the same. You know, like yep. those smashes. Juxtapositions. Yeah. Yeah. Love those. Me too. Uh, yeah. So we the, the, the tongue hits a frying pan and we cut to an egg being slapped down <laughs> on a plate. Yep. Nice. At the diner. Love it. Um, so she's. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, the right. cops come and tell her that that happened. Yes, that's right. At the diner. 
Yep. Some cops pull up. She gets she gets brought in for questioning, and we get all this like. We get basically what passed for like really kind of progressive gay stuff at the time in the nineties, yeah. which is like straight up horrible now, but like was practically progressive when this movie was out. Because he's gay. Because he's not gay. queer. <laughs> it's just like if he was queer, that'd be bad. Apparently, that's yeah. that's the, that's the movie's definition. Yep, that was the that was the dialogue line. Uh, but now we go to the. Just one of the most amazing people in the world. We get to visit Mary Warrenov in her metaphysical bookstore. Yes. The warlock shows up and he's like, so, you channel spirits. And she's like, well, normally I only do grope, I mean group sessions. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> I, that line bothered me. I, I felt that joke just felt so flat. Like, we get it. She was turned on by him. But, like, nobody even thinks that when you're, you know what I mean? Like, it feels so, it's, it's so, so funny, forced. though. I've seen her do lines like that so many times. Mm-hmm. That it felt perfect. It's almost just, like only she could get it, away with right, it. Right. It felt yeah. like it was written specifically for her to do. Like she does those kind of like vaudevillian Freudian slip lines yep. in everything. So it was like, mm. I, I get it. It was a reach though. <laughs> oh, oh, beyond. <laughs> beyond a reach. But whatever. Um, so he wants to channel a father. How about Zaniel? And so he hands her a big ass crystal. She goes into her fake medium routine, and Sands isn't buying it. He's like, "I would like to wait for the true Zaniel to appear." I thought that I thought that part was really cocky, cool. Yeah, he's like, "Ask me a question." No, I'd rather just wait. Wait for what? <laughs> the real Zaniel. Yep. <laughs> it's like, the, oh, badass. Damn. And then the crystal explodes, and she goes straight demonic. Night of the demons face. Yeah. Oh, this uh, makeup looks. Great. Yeah, real good. She looks so. She was uncomfortable to look at. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. Um. So. Uh. This this is just a fun plot device just to to skip a whole bunch of nonsense to make all of this stuff super easy. Just he just tells the whole thing because it's literally the person who brought him here explains the whole plot of the movie. Is like, grand grimoire. Cut into three pieces. If we reunite the three pieces, then we can do, you know... We bad can, Boy stuff. We can, we can release Bad Boys 2 on DVD, <laughs> and it will uncreate the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, Zamiel says, use my eyes to guide you, which means cut out Mary Warnow's eyes and hold them in his hands, and they move uh, to which the direction to help him find things. Now, one thing I thought would have been really, really cool here is, obviously, Mary Warrenov pairs great with Paul Bartel. Yes. And I almost wish that they were both there as, like, a team of psychics. And, like, he <laughs> took one eye from each of them. Like, they each got... Aww. And then he had a Mary and a Paul eye in his hand, and the eyeballs still talked, but with their voices. <laughs> <laughs> How cool would that have been? Oh, my God. That's straight Roger Corman shit. Yeah. That's straight mad awkward shit. I that, came up with that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a cool scene. That'd be a cool thing. Uh, so, okay. So what happens here? We've got, uh, so, yeah. Like, so, so what's her nuts? Uh, Cassandra's packing up to get out of that house pronto. And uh, that's when Hunter shows up. Yeah, right. So... This is an active crime scene with blood everywhere, everything's taped off, and no cops. 
Yeah. They didn't leave a single cop there. They were there earlier. They were there earlier. They took off. Whatever. And then she gets attacked and then calls the cops and then they don't leave a cop there even for the time that it takes her to leave the apartment. No. But you know what else? And the cops don't fucking care. You know what else big time bothers me about the scene too? Is Mm. that she was booking it to get out of town. To get out of Dodge. And we see that there's a cat there. Yeah. Was she just going to leave that cat there? Boo. Man. She's the worst. Yeah. No, actually, Cat Basket Man's the worst. (laughs) Okay. She's she's, she's a close second. (laughs) The cops probably didn't even lock the damn door. That cat could probably just sneak out sometime and eat a bird. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe she she doesn't even have a cat and they left the doors open. (laughs) Seriously. Just random neighborhood cats. Um, Yes. So we, uh, we do get a cat scare in this movie. Well, it's not so much a scare as just a cat walking across the hallway. Yeah. It's like a mild, it's a super it's mild cat It's the mildest scare. of cat scares. But I like it because usually when you see a cat, you're like, ah, oh, shit, somebody's going to kill that cat. Yeah. But no, they just forget about it. This is the last we see of Kitty. We don't even know its name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't worry. Those cats from the, the 1600s, they're definitely dead by now. So we did have a bunch of cat deaths. Um, so she hears smashing glass. She's grabbing her clothes. She's like, oh, shit, another warlock through the window. <laughs> Red Fern busts in. He's really bad at using his words here, and he just manhandles her way more than he needs to. Like, he's he's just stupid abusive here that, like, could have just been handled by, you know, using language. Yes. Which always kind of bugs me in a script where it's like, He's like, oh, why are you still fighting me? I slapped you. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've clearly threatened you a bunch of times. Why are you still why are you, resisting? Why are you so apprehensive? <laughs> <laughs> he went to police school, apparently. Um, so he's looking for any place the warlock may have bled so he can use it in his magical compass. This seemed really weird to me, too, where he's just like, was he cut? Show me where. And then she instantly starts dumping out the vacuum bag. <laughs> like... Are you telling me they vacuumed up a whole crime scene in the... No. Or did they vacuum that the night before after it happened? So when he smashed in the window, they vacuumed up all the glass off the rug before he was murdering people. So like he was laying down and recovering from his time travel. They vacuumed up all the glass in the living room and that was where he cut himself was when he came through the window. Yeah. Which... Was weird because, like, did he bleed anywhere? And when he came through that window, he was cut on his neck, his arms, and his legs. That's what I was saying, like, and he laid there for a while. You yeah. tell me none of that blood just got on the floor? You had to dump the vacuum bag out? I don't know. It's interesting. It, it almost seemed weird that they wouldn't just be like, yeah, it, here, and point to, like, the blood the, on the floor, the and he would cut the carpet out instead of, like, grabbing the piece of glass. And that wouldn't have made a lick of difference in the movie. If you get the blood off a carpet so scrap weird. or the vacuum bag. So it's just an odd choice, I thought. It is a, it's a very odd choice, but I've got to say, I remember this scene so well. Like, this scene of him scraping the blood off the little piece of glass mm-hmm. and, like, examining it. And uh, it was weird. It's just, it it's kind of cool. <laughs> like, I think it was kind of a compelling scene. <laughs> Coming this fall on NBC, <laughs> CSI, 1600. <laughs> yes, CSI vacuum bag. Um. So he gets some he gets the blood off using some magic crap, which gives Sam enough time to call nine one one. She's about to jump out the window, he grabs her. Um he wants her to watch the compass thing for some reason. Why doesn't he just fucking let her go? I don't understand that, but whatever. Um I yeah. miss this. Uh so the cops do come. Mm-hmm. And he runs outside 
and gets tasered, which <laughs> yeah. is which is pretty funny. It's a good thing he was a white time traveler. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> he goes outside and whips a cop, and the cop's like, well, I'm certainly going to use non-lethal force <laughs> yeah. for this. Mm. How does he get out of that predicament to get back to her? Like, do the cops tase him and have to arrest him? Yes. And this dude has, like, assaulted a cop, has yep. no ID, no identification whatsoever. She goes and bails him out. With what? She says, I'm not going to press charges. And then they're like, yeah, but he assaulted a cop. No. <laughs> ah, you know what? We're busy today. It's re- take- the movie really glosses over how the hell he got out of Back to, back to Freedom here. That's fine by me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, eh. Just wondered if they covered. Did they even cover how he got out? Oh God, no! It's just it's like she goes down to bail him out essentially. Once, so, um, so once that actually happens, once you know he gets he gets taken away by the cops, then the the warlock comes back, and then his little compass that he's left behind points directly at him. And she looks behind her because she's left the door open, and she sees the warlock like straight up Jason Voorheesing, on <laughs> holding, the like, holding eyeballs. holding eyeballs, <laughs> like great scene. Yeah, looks amazing. Super cool. Uh, and and so she's like, oh shit, this is real. That's magic. That thing just pointed at this guy, and that's the guy that killed the <laughs> killed my roommate. Yeah. Oh shit. So, uh, so she manages to get away somehow. I don't recall. He just comes in and starts karate chopping. The yeah, table. he just drags her around for a little while and smashes the table, grabs the pages out of the table, and then she just kind of like manages to get away, sort of. But then he grabs her charm bracelet, casts a spell on her. That's right. Yeah. So, because that cool matching <laughs> that globe charm bracelet that matched her giant globe earrings from before yep. too. Man. Yeah, so she's... uh, He casts an age spell to make her grow 20 years in one day. Yes. Now, apparently, uh, when she wakes up and she's 20 years older, she doesn't really look that 20 years older. And I read uh, that, I guess, uh, she refused to put on the older prosthetics or older full makeup job. Despite the fact that everybody had agreed to that and all had been approved. and Really? I, I guess on the day of shooting, she's like, no, I'm not wearing that older prosthetic stuff. So What do you she, mean? Like, I guess they had more stuff on her face to make her look like she aged more, but she wouldn't put that on. Huh. This is just something I've read, so I don't have a very lot of in-depth Interesting. But when I saw it, I was just like, she doesn't really look like this. Yeah, she's got longer gray hair, but like, when she wow. gets, when she grows okay. 20 years older again, she looks, it looks a little more... Yeah, it's but this funny. first change isn't that very convincing. Like, yeah, because this but, is just this is just like it doesn't look like there's any prosthetic stuff. Like maybe a little bit of like uh, like uh, colloidian, rigid colloidian. Yeah, stuff like later the, on when she gets to be sixty, they have uh, you can tell her they got like jowl kind of things going yeah. on. Yeah, but uh, they yeah, did some stuff. But yeah, for the first time, she just wakes up and her hair is down to her knees and her fingernails are super long because she's basically yeah aged 20 years overnight wow that's really strange that she didn't do that huh okay so the now that now that she and the warlock are together they get this whole thing where it's like they explain all the stuff that we already knew so that everybody's on the same page and then he explains that no you're not just 20 years older you're aging exponentially so like 20 years a day you're gonna be dead in three days basically So you should probably get that bracelet back or you're going to be dead. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wow, that's some crazy news. Um, 
hop in my car. I'm going to drive to the top of this mountain and scream a bunch. Come with me. Yes, <laughs> which is totally important. But before that, he chews on his whip, yeah. and we learn that witches hate salt. Oh, no, this, this was after. This was just when he was told this. This is like, at, like I love that jump cut where it's just like, no, you're aging. You're, you're gonna, she's like, then it cuts to her screaming. Ah! <laughs> and she's like, well, that didn't do anything. But I'm just like wondering, like, what happened in the whole span? <laughs> like, when you really break it down, like... Hold on, I need to scream. I need to drive up into this park. This is mountain. really important. Yeah. Everybody, hold on. <laughs> I know that I'm aging by the second, but... I just need to drive up here and scream at this the top is worth of this it. Mail. This is totally yeah. worth it. Uh, but then we get to the aforementioned uh, salt treating the whip scene, which is just goofy. It is, it's goofy, but it is to explain to us later what is important is that... It, and honestly, and it never does anything though. He never gets whipped. The warlock never gets whipped. And he's like, "Ow, salt whip." <laughs> like, I think he did actually. Yeah, he does. Huh? Yeah, it burns his it burns his ankle when he gets him in the oh, in I the barn. So he gets him in the barn. It's burning his ankle. But the thing about it is that I, as far as a writing part of this goes, like mm-hmm. that dialogue pissed me off because why would you say? Witches loathe salt. If you're trying to set up that you're going to kill him with salt later on, like, it's like, well, I loathe fucking broccolini, but like, it's not going to kill me ever unless you like like broccolini. Well, (laughs) I loathe cilantro. Sure. You loathe cilantro, but it's not going to kill you. No. You know, I hope not. And so why would you funny way to die? Why would you say loathe instead of like, it's their, it's their their weakness. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Salt is salt is the witch's weakness or whatever. <laughs> like just explain that it is fatal to them. Mm-hmm. But whatever, because that then you wouldn't understand why they didn't just buy like bags and bags full of salt to throw at him at every second. Yeah, why didn't they? <laughs> Shh, it's fine. Don't. T- <laughs> I would chuck I, like chuck like water balloons full of salt water. Why wouldn't you have your pockets full of salt at super, all times? Super super soaker of ocean water. Yeah. Like he's in this fight with him, and like at the end of this movie, and he's like, "I'm gonna throw dirt in your eye." What if you'd had salt in your pocket? <laughs> God damn it! Wow, they were not very smart. But I mean, I guess I'm not either because I never thought of it until now. I mean, it's. But then again, maybe I would have thought about it if I was actually like trying to save the world against a warlock. Who knows? I mean, it's. Uh, you know what? I'd probably just lick a whip a bunch with my tongue. That's what I do. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't get a rock salt shotgun. <laughs> but what? Yeah, swing by Seven Eleven. I need to pick up some more Morton. <laughs> <laughs> he was killed by Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is. By far the darkest thing in this whole movie. We go to this, like, the warlock is just kind of walking through the desert. And there's a, basically winds up just being a trailer park in his way of the direction he's walking. (laughs) And he just meets this little kid who loves football. He's playing football by himself. He's got an electronic football game. He just loves football. And so he starts playing electronic football with this kid. No, it's sweet. I love love how the warlock uh, perches on that swing, too. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> it's he's so charming and like he looks like he's good with kids yeah <laughs> you know we find out later that he is good with kids and just in a kind of he's different at rendering kind of a different <laughs> way yeah um but yeah so through some circuitous storytelling paths we learn that this kid isn't baptized and his dad doesn't believe in jesus and the 12 apostrophes um yes. <laughs> and if you melt an unbaptized kid's 
body fat and drink it, you can fly. Yep. This scene sadly inspired a real life murder yeah. for this real reason I learned tonight. Yeah. That's a bummer. And I believe that person is still locked up to this day. I have a feeling that is that is the case. So yeah, somebody actually, uh, a teenager, killed an eight-year-old to yep. drink his fat and fly. Did not work, not unsurprisingly. Um, so Redfern and Cassandra stop stop for gas, and they hear the story of the the kid being killed. They're they're told that he was killed by coyotes. Uh, and so now the, they hear shooting in the distance and the locals have blamed coyotes for this yep. this kid's death. Uh, Redfern sees the mother and confronts her and he's like, was that boy baptized? <laughs> and she's like, uh, fucking weirdo, get away from me. And yeah. then she's like, you know what? This is probably just easier to answer the weirdo <laughs> and get this over with. So she says no. And he's like, ah, there could be only one thing. So he's made a flying potion. And then we cut directly to to nighttime and uh, and a cop sitting with a, a speed, <laughs> I love this at a scene. speed trap. And you're just like, oh, what's that sound? And he turns on his lights and then freaking Julian Sands just <laughs> zooms by him. And you see that cool shot of him with the, the elbow where he looks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. I it's funny. But it is probably how you would fly if you could fly. Yeah. You know, like keep the bugs out of your eyes. You're in the desert at night. Probably going to get a lot of bugs in your face. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. It's probably the best way to do it. Um, so, in the car with Redfern. <laughs> I think Goofy stopped right in front of the cop car on the dime. And it was like, beep, 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 beep. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it, he looked so much like the fucking Roadrunner. <laughs> yeah. He looked so much like him. Um, okay, so. In the car with Redfern, we learned that he lost his wife to the warlock. Some terrible thing happened, whatever, but we never really learn. So they pull over to check the compass, and Cassandra ages another 10 years here. Now she looks 60, but, like, she had a bunch of plastic surgery at 60, <laughs> which is weird. I'm wondering, so, here's my theory. Mm-hmm. This shows you how you literally will look in 60 years. So this is what she looks like because she got work done in her 50s. So that's why she has like kind of that weird plastic surgery look. Oh, okay. That's my theory. Um, I they, welcome they yours. Really, they really thought this out. They really thought it through. <laughs> uh, so in the attic of a Mennonite, the warlock is playing with his newfound magical powers, making crazy wavy lines in the air like a stoner. Whoa, Whoa. man, look at this. It's fucking cool. Uh, can't wait to magic me up some ice cream in an airplane <laughs> cargo hold later. Uh, you can't do that because all the cream's going to go bad. Uh, and that's what happens here. All the cream goes bad, and the Mennonite dad is like, son, all the cream has gone bad, and there's a horse sweating it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Can't have horses sweating in the morning and having the cream go bad. You know, we've been bewitched. thing to do about this. Paint a giant star on the side of my barn. I've got to paint the cover of one of them Motley Crue albums <laughs> on the side of the barn. I think Shout at the Devil should do it. That'll take care of this damn hex on the farm. So, <laughs> it's so bizarre. So he, like, looks up and sees, like, the door open at his house and, like, he instantly knows He's like, we, there's a witch in there? We got fucking attic witches. Yeah. 
<laughs> Again, always a problem. <laughs> we gotta we gotta do something about these attic witches. <laughs> and so he paints a giant pentagram on the wall, which he he calls a hex sign, which I guess is what they the Mennonites call it. And doesn't fuck around at all with the, the attic. No. I mean, I don't think he wants to... I mean, later on, you see what happens when he fucks around with the witch. Mm. Nothing good. Um, but he paints it on the wall, and it's... Basically, that's how Redfern figures out that he's there. Yep. I mean, also the compass points towards the house, so... But was, they weren't actually watching the compass. He didn't even notice it until... That's true. He saw that giant symbol, so good on him for painting us. Yeah, exactly. So he goes in, and I love this fucking scene. They they pull over, screech to the side of the road, Redfern takes off, and then it cuts directly into the house where they're like, oh, look, my my bread isn't rising, even though I put it in the... I put it out to Levin. What's going on? The door slams open, and Redfern's like... Tell me your woes! <laughs> <laughs> You're bewitched! Yeah. It's like, oh shit! Grandpa's like, yep, the hex sign's mine. I'm also a Mennonite, yeah. and uh, we got attic witches. <laughs> you wanna wanna help me with these uh, these here attic witches? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, English. Um, yeah. So Redfern nails the window shut, and then comes back inside after nailing the exterior window shut which kind of cracks me up like it's just that can contain him it's he already tornadoed out of a stone <laughs> castle like and he can fly there's and so then many he, and, then, and then it's funny too where he's just like later on when he meets him in the attic he's like oh I forgot witches could fly and he whips the window he whips the board out so it just shuts the pane of glass he's like I forgot nothing I like, forgot nothing you tell me Warlock can't fly through that we, we've already seen him been thrown through a window just fine he just can't fly through that one now he, he, <laughs> I, mm, I don't I don't really yeah. know what's going on here but uh, yes that's essentially it so he tells grandpa not to look the warlock in the eye when they go to confront him mm. Mm. Oops. Don't show fear. He, don't look him in the eye. And he and also hasn't put pennies in their mouth pennies. because that will stop any errant magic. Yep. I love all this stuff. I Me mean, too. It's, it's and I love really when the girls are, I love when the girl's talking with the pennies in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. There's so much about this stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't think that any of this stuff is like real, like historically like accurate magic <laughs> stuff, but it's really fun. It's again, it's like the screenwriters in the, that Mitchell and Webb look. Yeah. Where they, where they write things without researching things. <laughs> Doctor, give me 10 cc's of medicine. Here's the medicine. No, not that medicine. The other medicine. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, yeah. but I love it. It's it's really, really fun. And it bothers me a slight little bit where he says, put these pennies in your mouth. Like, dude, you're from 1691. Like, They had pennies in 1691. They did? Hay pennies, too. What? Really? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. You a money historian? I am indeed a money historian. I'm a moneyologist. No, okay. What would you like to know about <laughs> I guess you do deal with money here. So much money. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, that just seems... I, I mean, I don't know money history. It's, it's weird because there, there's Every a lot now of... now and then it seems like he knows things that he shouldn't. Or right. Or he's told things that he... I kind of agree. Yeah. And I also think, like... The obvious things to do are things with uh, with iron, mm-hmm. and it it seems like a really missed opportunity to go to like exploit this whole fact that you have a Mennonite here, like so. In other words, like if they've got 
if they have nails instead of being like maybe he makes the nails himself. Yeah. Maybe they're like, it's like blessed nails. Well, I mean, maybe or... they're they're pure iron. Yeah. As opposed to being like zinc, yep. you know, component nails or whatever. So it would be like something very specific to magic, which yep. it seems like it would be a more fun way to go. But they don't. They're just like, ah, here's some nails. Yeah. Here's some pennies. Here's some pennies. Like. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. But uh, when he first goes up, he uh, Redfern hears a noise, and he <laughs> throws a it's knife. Such a fun little throwaway. Scene. It's it's this ridiculous cartoony bat, and it's, it's cool. so I like cool. It. Yeah. He just impales a bat on the wall, and he's like, "Oh, silly!" It's and just that's, a that's, murdered a bat. That's that kind of shit that I like about this and House, both from Steve Miner. They just mm. throw in weird creatures like this every now and yeah. then for no. No reason other than the fact that it's these neat. movies are meant to be entertaining. Yeah, and it and is. And <laughs> so many people that make these kinds of movies forget that you're supposed to just throw shit at you constantly. Yep. And it keeps you entertained. This this movie, it straddle it's just like it's just before stepping over the line into goof territory. It is. But it like still like it's so close to being like a silly yeah, this movie is very strange in that respect, in that it's like... It never gets too silly or silly, but like yeah. at the same time, uh, like I was watching it with Sarah, and she's like, this movie is insane, and it's great that everybody is such a good actor in it, because it wouldn't work exactly. if it wasn't. And it's true, like everybody's bringing their freaking A-game, and on top of it, but it's like, he's being, he's being like dragged through a cabbage patch holding a whip on a flying <laughs> warlock witch it's just funny <laughs> it is it's hilarious and that's yeah exactly and so this is uh this is the that moment so basically like like oh he stabs him in the stomach the warlock comes down from the ceiling he's like ha here i am and he's like ha i stab you and he's like ha i have pages in my chest and that they heal me magically or it's whatever. an indestructible book so yeah it basically like a bulletproof vest but a book form exactly so he gets out and this is the scene where redfern first grabs him by the by the leg with the whip and that scene is the flying in this is not terrible all the time there are moments that are that, cool. that look okay, but right here, it seriously looks like he's a cartoon cell that's just being like run around by hand. It looks like that scene where Poochie gets pulled back to his uh, to his home planet. <laughs> I've been called back to my home planet from The Simpsons. Oh, okay. The moment when that's like the 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 cartoon cell just goes up. Yep. And it's just somebody dragging it by hand. So. Now this is like you said he's being dragged through a cabbage patch. <laughs> this is funny. And he's now stuck in the barn. Yep. And well well also he he magics off the um weather vane. This is an important plot point yeah. too. And uh chucks it at him. And this this scene kind of struck me as weird. So he gets stuck on him and he's being dragged. For some reason Cassandra grabs that weather vane and runs with it and gives it to him as if it's like something he needs. Yeah. But it seemed like a weird thing to pick up. Like, It's, I mean, it is, it's very strange. It feels like there was a missed moment of explaining why cast iron is so important. Because, like, to... nobody would just pick up a weather vane and right. be like, oh, here's this weather vane that fell off the top of the barn. I better grab this and run and give it to the dude. And like, also, like, why? <clears throat> like, literally, he's got no weapons down there. Just fly away and you're in the clear. Yeah. Like, why would you just hand him the only weapon that can take you out? Yep. <laughs> like, here you go. Have this wrought iron thing that's literally the only thing I, 
<laughs> he went to the Radu school of supervillainy. He really might have taken a page even, out of Radu's book. He even book. has a Radu moment, I feel, when he's on the train later on. It shows him that scene of him just, like, looking out as he's training away. It reminded me of Radu in the window for some reason. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's just this, like, sad little yeah. impotent moment of, like, hmm. Huh. I wish my I... funny bracelet. You're going to get young. Oh, yeah. Sh- damn it. Oh, damn it. Damn <laughs> really it. ruined my day. Kick rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So he is, uh, he takes him down. They, they put him into thumb cuffs once he starts falling out of the sky because he's been impaled on this weather. When he van. falls very slowly and awkwardly through the sky. Yes. And then they, they manage to get one thumb and one toe into <laughs> these things. And before oh, they managed... that's why he lost his shoes. Okay. Yes, they took his took his shoes off so that they could get him into Near these Near the end things. of the movie, I just kept... I, I, I guess that missed, me, missed that the first time or the second time, Because it looks too. awesome. Because I was just like, he was wearing boots earlier. He what was. <laughs> that's why. Okay, that explains it. Yes. Just, it was a comfort thing. <laughs> um, yeah, Gramp looks at him, though. Oopsie. Oopsies. And black goo starts pouring out of his eyes. So, uh, Redfern stays behind to to tend to Gramps, and this scene is where it does get into goof territory because our warlock has a thumb cuff on one thumb and one toe. We find out later that it is easy for him to undo those. He has a free hand, mm-hmm. and he can just undo. He can just twist this little knob, and it comes off. Instead, he hops. A mile easily <laughs> on one foot up a giant hill. Like they go out the back over a massive hill. He's still hopping. He hops to Can a he not train. Can fly yard. when he's got these on him? He can't fly. I think he needs that, more boy fat. Again, there's something, there is something about the iron in well, They're like, like magical. In, right. In real like witch stuff, the, the iron is a thing. Oh, okay. So I think that's why. And he's got the, but he, he could have done this at any point, And he literally hops an entire mile before he just like stops at that train yard, falls down and then undoes the cuffs. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Maybe uh, he just didn't think of it in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And, and this, I love this too. The, so they send, he's like, I have to stay here. I got to take care of this old man. He's going to die without me. Mm-hmm. So you go here, take some nails and a hammer and just nail, put nails into his footprints yeah. wherever you find them. It's a very creative uh, Super scene. cool. Who would have thought of that? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's really cool. But it's also like, again, with the, the, the placement and time. So he's already hopped over this giant mountain. She waits until she's at this train yard that's like a mile away. To start looking for to footprints. To start looking for footprints. Like, there have to have been footprints up until this point. Well, it was all grass. Yeah. It was all dirt on the train yard. Much easier to see. True. But I mean, she... seriously, if I walk across my yard right now, you're, you're not going to see my footprints that clearly. Yeah. Good point. But if I walked across some sand. So true. But she does. She follows him. <laughs> and so when she gets to the train station, she finds a footprint. She nails it, and we hear him scream bloody murder. <laughs> and then I love that he realizes what's going on. Yeah. So he's like, shit. So he rips a board a board off the floor of the train car and sticks it against his feet. So I guess when she's banging the nail yeah. into his footprints, it's actually just going into that. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost nail is actually going into the wood. Like, it's, it's crazy cool. It is. It's very clever. But it also is like... 
it also points to another confusing thing, which is like when he's in a hand-to-hand combat with Redfern, he's like pretty much getting his ass kicked across the board, give or take. Oh, yeah. And he just ripped a plank of wood that was six inches thick off the base of this train he broke with that one ta- hand. He broke that table apart with his bare hands, too. Yeah, he's clearly it's like preternaturally maybe he can, strong. Maybe he only has Hulk strength against wood. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's another witch thing. The witch's mortal enemy is wood. I mean, fuck, if you could put pennies in your mouth to save yourself from spells, sure, why, 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 not, not? why not have witches, witches can super strength wood? Yeah, might as well. Why not? <laughs> I'm working with it. I'm running with it. Sure. Um. So <laughs> she she puts a puts a nail in scream. Puts another nail in scream. He get, gets the plank of wood on, and then he's like, she's like, oh shit, this isn't working. But then she goes over and she sees where his head hit the ground. I love it. And she's like, hmm, I wonder if this will work. She hits it, and he just <laughs> shrieks. In which, uh. So he falls over and his hand falls out the train car. So she sees where he is now. And she sees where her bracelet is, yes. more importantly. And then we get this really, like, melodramatic chase <laughs> where, like, the train starts I'm taking off. She's like, I need old. my bracelet. But, yeah, she's too old to run that fast. So she's, like, trying to, like, get the bracelet. And eventually she reaches him, but he grabs him. This part cracks me up, too. She He grabs her arm. And she's like, oh, shit. And she starts hitting his arm with the hammer. And then he's just like, oh, I'm dead now again. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> he just falls back. It's not like she clocked him in the head. Like, no, she just kept. She hit your. She hit his under forearm with a hammer, and then he just got knocked out again. <laughs> but yeah. in doing so, uh, she uh, he dropped the bracelet, so yep. she is able to get young again. Yep. <laughs> now, I know this is pedantic, and I know I need to just get over this, but I couldn't stop thinking about this hair thing. It yeah. was driving me nuts. Because I wanted to know how the, I know it's a no, it's it's stupid to think about, but okay. So her hair grows long when she ages. You already solved your own mystery talking about the plastic surgery. Okay. All right. So she cuts her hair each time. So shouldn't she be bald for 20 straight years after she's lost all that hair? Because that's hair that has yet to grow out. She's cut it off in the future. Now, in the past, she goes back. It all sucks back into her head. She's no, got 20 hey, years. You're being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She's got 20 years worth of hair growth just waiting to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying that the movie should have had her bald for 20 years to explain. <laughs> okay, maybe that doesn't make any sense. Anyway. It does not. <laughs> God, oh boy. All right. <laughs> so this is, so now we find out that the, we find out the thing that we've known all along, which is the, that the book, you know, you say the name of God backwards and all of creation will reverse. This is another problem. But again, this is another no prize situation where who gives a shit. But like, how did like a baby that was going, abla gobble, barbara, gobble, oh shit, that baby said the name of God backwards. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, like it, somebody had to utter those syllables. We've somewhere. all had to. Somebody has to have, in the history of the world, in some language, put together those syllables by accident. Freaking Jonathan Davis could actually accidentally do it on a corn <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh shit! What the, John. <laughs> 
you know, it, Whoops. it does figure that corn would end all of existence. <laughs> you know, it was predicted when it came to pass. Yeah. Boy. Okay, so what? <laughs> Dr. Seuss? You'd think that, like, Dr. Yeah, Seuss right? would have written it at some point. Um, so Cassandra decides to fly to Boston and jump ahead of the warlock. And there's lots of shenanigans in the airport. Okay. <laughs> now, we all know that airports are much different in the 90s than they are now. But, um, holy shit. So, this, yeah. this, this, they really glossed over this, getting onto the plane. Uh, they're able to get onto the plane with a maxed out credit card, right? So, yes. she ended up unplugging the machine so they couldn't read the card. Right. That she was going to leave dude with later, too. Yes. Uh, we forgot that part. She's like, here's your, like, obviously she doesn't have money on the car, but she was going to give that guy the gas card with no money on it. What a jerk. Uh, yes. So yeah, when the credit card she knows is going to get declined, she unplugs the machine. She's like, huh, what timing, huh? Crazy. I, I guess, what did she do? Just say like, okay, I'll take your word for it. Or um, did she pull out that old junk yeah, machine there? That's the there? deal. Is that's that the deal. If, if you, if you don't have the terminal, then you'd have to you go through use the chunk chunk machine. <laughs> and so that would, that wouldn't run until they call it in at the end of the night. Gotcha. So we never see the chunk chunk machine, which is sad. Cause I always like seeing those. Me too. It's a fun relic. I want to, I want to look online and see if I can find a chunk chunk. We had one at the beginning of coast city. Where is it? Basement. I think we threw it away. Oh. At some point, we were just like, well, we you had... threw we away had, an ancient relic. We had two of them, in fact. Because, like, that was that was still a thing even, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, if, you're, if your terminal goes down, you just take somebody's credit card, just... Chunk, chunk. Yeah, we had one of those things. Crazy. Uh, so, yeah, so let's, let's say that the chunk, chunk machine passed, and that, that works fine. But then they don't need any kind of identification. Oh, no. Like... Maybe she had hers on her. He clearly he has does. nothing. Well, he, I mean, he's got a weather vane. Well, yeah, I guess that works. And then uh, she even makes a joke like that dude's that warlock didn't come back with, didn't follow us. He's still setting off metal detectors back there. Like, you got on to a giant airplane with a giant weather vane. What are you talking about? What kind of metal detector are you talking about? You got through them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a funny, like, you know, fuck it's it. It's so... funny, but yeah. It's so I, I, weird. I wonder, and they had to know the, these issues when they were writing this, too, oh, yeah. putting this together. And you, you just imagine, like, that. I bet they said the same thing. But how's he gonna. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> Come on. Nobody cares. Um, so, yeah, the, all that weird pre 9 11 stuff. He carries his giant iron, <laughs> iron weather vane as a carry on. Nobody blinks an eye. It's covered in blood. Nobody blinks an eye. Whatever. Well, it's um, the 90s. It's the 90s. It's fine. Uh, so. I'm surprised there wasn't a mime on the plane, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do all that stuff where they're like. They look for the warlock on the plane, but nothing ever comes of it because he's down in the in the luggage hold, mm-hmm. reheating his child fat with. Uh, Is that what he was doing? with magic? Yeah, I was wondering what the hell he was eating. It looked like like melted marshmallow or something. <laughs> it was, yes, it was melted boy. Oh, okay. And that's why he flew out of there. He was recharging his magic flying powers. So, um, it seems weird. He'd have to hitch an airplane if he can fly. <laughs> it's a long way. They went from Cali to Boston, so maybe. I mean, it's the thing was that he didn't know where they were going. Oh, okay. So he's basically, he, since they have intel that he doesn't have, 
he's basically dogging them to. Oh, so did he th- lose his eyeballs? Yeah, they they like stomped them out in the field. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they fell out in the field. So, he's he's eyeballless. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, and so we go. He flies out of the the luggage compartment at some point, scaring the the luggage guys. Blah blah blah. That was cool. Yes. Um. We get we get them in a in a cab in Boston with a supposed to be a Boston cab driver with a New York accent. You that, can tell he's a Boston cab driver because he's got so many Boston Celtics stickers <laughs> everywhere. They wonder why we hate the Lakers. It's all set up to make the dumbest basketball joke. Yep. Um. So. There's a minister leaving the church that they were going to, um, and he's like, hey, why don't you come back tomorrow? And they're like, it's about the Grand Grimoire. And he's like, oh, shit. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. <laughs> and the, but, then, but then he's revealed that he thinks that they're just book collectors. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. So you like, want to know about the Grand Grimoire? So why was he all nervous then? No idea. <laughs> it made no sense once he said that. Yeah. That, that was very confusing. Yeah. Uh, so they go check it out. He... You know, whatever. They find out that the the thing's in a graveyard somewhere. And he's like, oh, don't worry. If the earth is hallowed, then no witch can set foot on it. Blah, blah, blah. We're we don't even need the pages. We'll just leave them there. Yeah, it's good. Whatever. Um, so they leave, but then the warlock comes to torment the minister and his wife. Um, he threatens her with a miscarriage. So she's like, okay, uh, you should tell him. And he's <laughs> like, okay. They went this way. Move on. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, Redfern and Cassandra show up at the cemetery, and she's like, how are we going to know if it's on consecrated ground? And he pokes the weather vane into the ground because it's got witch blood on it, and it sizzles. Yeah. So we know that that is consecrated ground. That means it's got it's full of God. And they go looking hither and thither for a grave with a hex mark on it. And uh-oh, turns out it's Redfern's grave. And he's yep. real squeamish about seeing his dead body. Yes, yeah, I kind of think he wouldn't have been. Mm. I think he's being a real weenie about this. He's a super weenie about it's, it, and I just like based on his character in this. It doesn't. Just, it doesn't click with me. I, Obviously, it's going to be weird to see your own grave. Yeah, like, I don't care it's who n- you are. It's nothing that you're going to be but, stoked about. But again, she even calls it out. She's like, "What? Do you think you're going to live forever? Like, this can't be this surprising." This you're 300 years away from your home. Like. Yeah, you died probably 250 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, come on. You can't on, be man. that surprised. Like, even if you had a... I mean, you were living in the 1600s. Good luck making it 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, you probably had another good five years in you before you died of some sort of horrible thing. Um, but whatever. Uh, Cassandra then sees some exhumed graves and then she's like, "Uh oh, this isn't good. And then she goes over and she moves a tree, uh, some branches and she's like, oh, (laughs) it's a big Wynorski sign. (laughs) Thanks, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, by the way, we're moving graves because this condo is going in (laughs) and it's all like in comic sans. (laughs) Who in the world? Would leave a sign like that in a cemetery. Yeah. I'm going to see grandma. Oh, look, there's a new condo coming to where grandma was. Oh, they have two and three bedroom units. <laughs> oh, so weird. But, but whatever. Somehow, it somehow works, and it doesn't, it, does. seem, it doesn't really seem that naked gunnish. It doesn't. Despite how, I have no idea how they get away with it. Me neither. Despite how what we're talking about it, it sounds ridiculous in yeah. retrospect. I but have it no idea. Um, so she, she's like, uh-oh, 
what if these, what if this wall marks where the consecration ends? And so she grabs the thing, she pokes it in the ground, sizzles on one side, pokes it in the ground on the other side, no sizzle. Yeah. She's like, oh shit, we got to crack open that coffin, get those pages over to consecrated ground. And uh, so they they break open the, the coffin. He's being such a weenie this I really whole time. That. I really like the scene where she's trying to get the pages out of the way. Like, so he's holding those pages in his like, so corpse good. death grip. And she's like trying to pry the fingers off, but they keep breaking. It's just like, she's like, oh, he doesn't, he, he doesn't feel this. He's yep, not, yep. He, you're not feeling anything. <laughs> snap, snap. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. It really is good. Um, So... This is really, I don't know, it kind of bothered me, the scene where they're like, they literally wait 30 seconds. It would have taken them 15 seconds to run to where the the consecrated where ground was. Where you can't was. go there, yeah. And they stand there for what felt like 30 seconds, waiting for Sands to slowly, majestically descend to Earth. Mm-hmm. It's like, you fucking idiots. Just go! It felt... <laughs> Like, even in movie logic, you're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, it didn't feel right, but whatever. Um, So he does. He shows up, of course. And uh, Redfern gets to consecrated ground, but Cassandra doesn't. Yep. And he snags her and then starts torturing her. And he's like, I'm going to torture her until you come back over here. And he spikes her feet, too. Yeah. Feet revenge. Yep. Foot revenge. So... Uh, and he's like, well, I'll give you the pages, but you got to fight me for them. Yep. Take the pages if you can. Yep. With no magic. If you can. If you can. And, uh, and he's like, okay, sure. Fuck it. Why not? I'm, I'm pr- <laughs> I like, I like getting kicked in the balls. Let's I'm fight. <laughs> basically immortal. So whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they do fight, uh, red fern cheats, uh, twice, which was kind of weird. <laughs> It was like, oh. Well, how's he cheating? So he's like, oh, you know, well, just no magic. And it's like, well, then you push his face into consecrated ground. Oh, that wasn't yeah. really much of a, that wasn't fair. And the only way he got his face into consecrated ground was throwing dirt in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cheating. It's just fighting dirty. It is fight. Okay. The whole thing was fighting dirty. And so he decided. Look, if you're going to stop the end of all creation, <laughs> I wouldn't pull fighting dirty Marcus of Queensbury rules <laughs> <laughs> like you know if you need to kick somebody in the nuts and throw dirt <laughs> in somebody's eye and in doing so you're gonna save the entire planet I don't know I think you've tainted the planet forever after yeah that no point. no you you nut kick away you beautiful <laughs> bastard <laughs> uh so eventually he's he like he decides, well, okay, I'm getting my ass kicked, so fuck it, I'm going to use magic. And so he gags him on some magical barf something. <laughs> I love this, and he keeps barfing up the cartoon. Yeah, like he barfs up negative scratches. Yep. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, uh, what's her nuts? Uh, Cassandra, Cassandra with, with a K. A K. Uh, she got punched into the bay, so she's climbing out of the salt water, and then that dawns on her like, oh, salt. Which is loathe salt. They loathe it. They loathe it. They hate it so much. Like, I'm going to give him a dose of something he hates. And she sucks up all the salt water with two insulin needles. Yep. And this was um, very clever. Yes. She says, try some salt water, fuck brain. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like that. Some you know you know how movies always have that like that tough person line yes. right before they kill somebody, and some of them fall flat, and some are just like, really, it's the best you can do. But I've never heard the final line where it's just like, have some salt water, fuck brain. <laughs> it works for me. It's such a it was such a like monster squad kind yeah. of moment where it's like. I guess that's a I guess that's a badass line. It's I don't, a badass line. Sure. <laughs> Fuck brain. So yeah. So he was he had already assembled the book at this point. And he was oh, yeah, we forgot the best part. <laughs> we riffed on in the beginning. Oh my god. So literally he's he does this funny magic trick and all the pages go together. He's got the full book and he's like, Okay, now I'm gonna find out the name of God. I know thee! <laughs> And he does that whole thing. Be prepared, for I am about to read this word I just learned. Just this, give me two more minutes. This word that will stop the whole world from spinning. I'm going to say it. Is everybody ready? And surprisingly, he his weird delaying cost him his life. <laughs> so insane. So much time just being like, like taunting God before he decides yeah. to undo creation. It's like, dude, I feel like undoing creation is probably going to be enough of a taunt for God. Oh, yeah. That'd get the message across. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's still, it's not even like, like if God decides to like fuck with him, it's just. Sure, it's the thing that I did to un- to do creation, but like I could also just go, eh, fuck you. I don't want you to do this. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so this effect's really cool, though. Uh, his veins start blowing up because he's got all the salt water injected, and then he starts sparking, and he catches all on fire. And, oh yeah, and melts. He's into got this... he's got vein sparklers. Yeah, vein sparklers, and eventually he just melts into this like bone puddle, like bone corpse, <laughs> like like spike at the end of Gremlins. Yes, <laughs> like just like a goopy kind of wet skeleton. It's great. It is great. And then, and then he still looks like he's gonna turn. His, his head turns and opens his mouth like he's gonna say something. Uh, and he's like, "Fuck that, stomp." <laughs> yeah. Just in case. And then smoochy, smoochy. This part kind of bothered me. And, and here's another unanswered. It's question. too mushy. Oh no, no, no! I don't mind the I don't mind the kiss. I mind him disappearing and just warping back to his own time period now because I don't understand why that would happen. Because we already, you know made the case that Zazel or whatever took, mm-hmm. zapped him here to the future to get those pages. So, like, who's zapping him back to the past now? God? Well, I mean... He's, he he flies on the same cartoon tornado. Does yeah. God and Zazel use the same I mean, cartoon we, tornado tech? Probably. I mean, we don't know. I mean, there's... I would assume that it's just a just left blank because they were like, well, you know, the the spell is undone by this because he's dead, so the magic is gone or whatever. Or, you know, or it's one of those, like, God and Satan having a fucking, like, pissing contest. And so it's like, our guys versus your guy. See what happens. And it's like, yeah. aha, my guy won. All right, back to your own time. I'm done playing with you. I kind of almost would have preferred if he stayed in that time period because he had nothing to go back to his no. wife was dead yeah he vanquished the warlock like w- what are you gonna do go back and just watch some more live cat burnings like w- <laughs> w- he didn't have anything back there anymore and he just kissed her like i would have thought it would be cool if they were just like yeah i well, agree what now and then she's like i know some apartments that are just opening up and then points to that sign you know what i mean that would have been a cool <laughs> ending 
No, I agree. I don't. I mean, or it's like it. Fi- or instead of that scene at the end where she's alone, it cut to yeah. the diner and like he was calling out orders from the kitchen. Like she, he was working with her at the diner. Like and, yeah, then, and then haggis. And then all of a sudden, Warlock busts through the front door and he's like, "What's the daily special?" And then the movie cuts. Like that would have been <laughs> sick, right? <laughs> Or the warlock comes and joins, and he's the cook. Yeah, and they're all happy together. No, and he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a sitcom with the three of them trying to get along. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I got to say, though, I do love... I I agree with you that I think it would have been better for them to, to go out together. I think it would have yeah. been more satisfying. It seemed weird when he disappeared. But I got to say, I do love... The the like the little letters inscribing themselves on the tomb oh, I afterwards. That was, cool. that was yeah. really nice. It was like, you know, I will never forget you. Blah blah blah. Whatever, yep. you know. Which I thought was I thought that was kind of a sweet little thing. And then it gives her the moment to go over and like, she gets her little what, and she looks over and sees, oh shit, that grimoire is still just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a book that I can end all creation. No. I should really not read I... that word in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I got Ugh. I I that used be... to have nightmares like that. Those kinds of things where it's like, oh, I accidentally know something and I have to spend the rest of my life not saying Forget it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I used to mean. have that kind of a nightmare. Yeah, same here. I've and had it's that like, before too. And that's like that's the worst thing. Like she looks over, she sees the fucking name of God. She knows what it mm-hmm. is. And she's like, I'm gonna accidentally say this. One day I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get ac- drunk and just tell somebody the story and fuck it up. Oh boy, I can never get drunk again. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, so I, I wish they kind of Yeah. I thought the diner scene that I came up with would have been the perfect ending. I feel like so the ending ending, the like the post credit ending, the kind of like little tag at the end where she goes to the salt flats. So at the end of this thing, she drives out in the middle of nowhere and it turns out she's in the middle of these giant salt flats. She buries the, the grimoire in the middle of miles and miles and miles of salt. So no witches were, are going to want to go out there. Yeah. But the, but what kind of bums me out about it? Well, I don't know. It seems very incomplete because it's really just like a matter of time before some dildo with a metal detector or whatever turns it up by accident you know it like it uncovers it wasn't itself. buried very deep and it was buried right by the sign which you have to assume was it's near be, an entrance right like not in the middle of everything like you said and what if a warlock's trying to find that book and just gets a pal to go dig like, it up hey, who's not a witch this. and yeah. is not allergic to the right. salt like yeah it's not a, no it's that's not a be-all end-all and it's like why not you already know that it was cut in three pieces just do yeah. that thing again you know. Oh, and at the diner when he's living there in the cook, like it starts with the guy goes to put cream in his coffee and it's lumpy. <laughs> and then they all notice that and they're like, Oh no. Then Warlock shows up. Yeah. I just made the ending even better better. That actually is good. Yeah. Um <laughs> so, I don't know if I've told you this. This is totally apropos of nothing. I don't know why this thing needs me telling uh, we, a dumb we, story. We, we, we go on tangents here. It's kind of what we do. <laughs> but uh <laughs> So there was this weird thing that happened to me like 25, 30 years ago. It was forever ago, 25 years ago. Maybe not that long ago now that I think about it. (laughs) Whatever. So we were at a Denny's. We were at the Denny's on, it was whenever Westbrook Denny's was still a thing. I remember Denny's. So That's gone now. Yeah, that's (laughs) long gone. But we were at, I was there with a friend in the middle of the night. We were there at like literally midnight. Mm Mm-hmm. 
like eating at a Denny's and it was as dead as I've ever seen it. And it was like dead, dead, dead silent, like spooky silent. And because like the, the heating system and the air conditioning system wasn't working, like nothing was, there were no sounds. Mm. And we kept ordering coffee. We ordered coffees and we kept getting creamers that were spoiled and like they were chunky and we sent Ew. them back and then we got more and they were, they were chunky and we were like, it's all bad. We just drank our coffee black and somebody like we were sitting just close to the register and someone rings up and they rang up six, six, six on their, huh. on their thing. And they were like, Oh, that's weird. I didn't even know that this thing, I didn't know that there was an order that came to 666. That's crazy. And then the manager is like, there's something wrong with the heating system or the, the air conditioning system. And he's sticking his arm up into the, into the duct. <laughs> and my friend and I were just like, this is every horror movie. Yeah. We are literally in the middle of every horror movie we've ever seen. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I think we need to leave. Yeah. Like, I think we prop. like, I mean, this, if we were watching us in a movie, we You'd would be go, screaming, get out of what there. the fuck is wrong with you? Why aren't you getting the fuck out of there? And we did eventually just go, I think we have to leave. And we just laughed. <laughs> it was fucking insane. Probably right after you left, that guy got his hand chewed up by an air conditioner. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you was sucked into that thing and eaten by fucking demons. But um, he, probably, he probably actually pulled his hand out fine. He's like, all right, well, I guess you can't figure that out. Go, go fix the garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can stick my whole head in here. Mm. <laughs> um, and the weirdest part of that, that whole story yeah. is that one day... I was working at Videoport, you know, five years after this thing happened. And remember the Casco Bay Weekly, the, the weekly newspaper? Uh, Patrick Corrigan, who's a friend of mine who is an artist in town, uh, but, like, we hadn't talked in forever. Like, we played a couple shows together, whatever. I'm, like, flipping through the Casco Bay Weekly, and there's a, com there's a comic in this thing recounting that exact story that happened to me and my friend note for note, everything that happened. And I was like, what the fuck? And I went and I talked to Pat about it and he was like, I don't know. I just heard the story somewhere and I made a comic strip. out of it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't tell you that story. Like we haven't talked in forever. What yeah. the fuck? So very strange. Mm -hmm. There was something definitely wrong going on <laughs> with that something cosmic that uh, somehow went around in a circle there. cosmic denny's i mean the cosmic slam if denny's is not the nexus of all reality i don't know where is i mean maybe that's why it's gone it imploded like the oh, poltergeist like house, the poltergeist <laughs> house. <laughs> they just want you to think they tore it down to build that whole oh thing oh my there. god <laughs> Oh, that's terrifying. Eh. Someone was like, I'm I'm thinking up this new special. It's it's not a word I've seen before. And if you read it backwards, <laughs> now Westbrook doesn't have a Denny's. <laughs> that's why Westbrook doesn't have a Denny's anymore. <laughs> oh, the new word of the name of God scramble. <laughs> that was a terrible idea. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. How ridiculous. All right. Well, you know what? You can follow us at the Funbox Monster Podcast, and we would appreciate it if you would purchase things from CoastCityComics.com. It helps me continue to make this thing. And uh, and also, if you can rate and review us on the iTunes or any of the places you listen to and, and subscribe to the podcast, we would certainly appreciate that as well. And just tell me I'm sexy. Oh, and also, if you could leave a review that says that Matt is very sexy, that Thank would be you. very helpful. <laughs> Thank you. And you can follow me at Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend, on the Instagrams. And be sure to check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group uh, for lots of fun stuff there. And uh, as he said earlier, buy things at CoastCityComics.com. Totally do that. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. We are going to be doing a very special episode next week as a birthday present to my wife. We will be having oh, a yes, that's right. we'll be having a special guest, so it will be the three of us. I have no idea how to set up mics for three people in this space, but uh, we'll figure that out. I'm sure we're gonna take a voyage, and we're going to do Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which is among the craziest fucking movies in the history of humankind. It is going to be a first time watch for me. I have never seen this. This movie is. Just, it, it's so beyond, 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 beyond. Normally, we would always be doing horror movies, but this one is weird enough that I want to talk about it. I practically begged Bill Corbett to get Mystery Science Theater to do this when he was at the convention. I was yep. like, dude, you have to check this out. And he wrote it down. I think he probably wrote it down and then threw it away instantly. But yeah. like, it was like trapped in a car with me. What else was he going to do? But I <laughs> this got to movie, pick that dude up at the airport. This movie <laughs> is insane. Uh, so it's well worth your time watching it. And, uh, and we will be talking about it next week as a gift to my wife. Yeah. Who will be our special guest. Oh, sweet. All right. And uh, I will see everybody next week. Good night. Peace.